Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show Friday, September 18th, kicking off the Western Conference Finals, Los Angeles Lakers, Denver Nuggets. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are going to be talking a little basketball. Adam, what's going on? What's up? Nice to, to start a new series. Got the Clippers out of there. Can stop guessing if Paul George is going to show up. Um, should be. A, I think this should be a really good series. Like I, I don't know. I think at least judging from like my Facebook friends. So like not the Twitter DFS bubble, but like the kind of more casual bubble. Everyone thinks that like Denver just is going to get blown away by the Lakers. I don't think that's going to be the case. They should get blown away by the Lakers. No, I don't think so. Seven, seven point underdogs today. I mean, the Lakers should win. I think it's going to be a good series though. Hmm. Can those two things be the same? I mean, this like, I don't mean that like, as a joke, the Lakers are minus 625 to win the series. Can it be a good series? I mean, like, obviously, I know that it can, but, like, should it profile that way? I mean, I think it, like... Am I ma- I'm not making sense, am I? No. <laughs> I'm basically just saying I disagree with the line, I guess. Like, the Heat are less favorites to win their series than the Lakers are right now. Yeah, I think that's wrong. Okay. You should get yourself into that betting market. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. Don't listen to my advice. Like, I'm going to be wrong. I'm just saying I think that it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, that's crazy. I would have never thought the Heat on DK Sportsbook, minus 360 to win the series. The Lakers, minus 625. How many games do you think it goes? Five. I would say six. What Do they have a series correct score? Game spread, total games. Okay, uh, under five and a half is minus 120. So, five or six. Good thing I don't bet sports because I'll be finding a lot of spots to lose money on here. Lakers 4-2 is plus 310. Nuggets in seven is plus 1,000. I don't want any either of those things. Yeah. Celtics in seven is plus 450. Celtics in six is plus 800. That's, That's crazy to me. So That's the insane. Celtics, the Celtics winning out is shorter odds than the Nuggets winning the series in seven. Apparently. I don't get it. I don't get it. I assume you think the Heat win that series now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have a two-game advantage. 
I would have thought that two-game advantage was worth more than a zero-game advantage in Nuggets-Lakers, but apparently yeah. not. What are you going to do? Uh, did you watch that game last night? No. I didn't, I didn't catch all of it, but I caught the final four, five, six minutes of the fourth quarter, at which point it was kind of already over. I'd yeah. like to be a fly on the wall for whatever went down in the locker room afterwards. Though. Yeah, those tweets sounded pretty entertaining. I'd like to know more. Yeah, I, guess, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not surprised that Marcus Smart is the guy going ballistic. I don't really blame him either. Um, doesn't strike me as the type of situation where it's problematic. Like, they're just down 2-0 in the Eastern right. Conference Finals and not happy. Like, yeah. I appreciate Did you see the... Jason Tatum's quote about it? No. I, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was basically, yeah, we were just talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. That's It shouldn't be a thing. No. It was just, it was, it was like perfect in like the stream of like tweets about it. Cause it's like Marcus Smart screaming leaves the locker room, players still yelling, things being thrown. Yeah. Jason Tatum, we were just talking about the game. Yeah. Like that's, that's exactly how that should go into the public. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going on. We're good. Don't worry about it. Kyrie's not here. Everything's still fine. Yeah. We just don't like losing, guys. We just don't like losing. Well, Let's talk a little bit about some free content that we have for today. If you're playing any NFL this weekend, our Express Top Stack tool is free today. Our NBA rankings for tonight's game are free today. And our MLB projections are free today. So if you're looking to get any free content, want to dip your toe in the water of awesomeo.com, free content is Express Top Stack tool for NFL, NBA ranks, and MLB projections So go check that out. And now let's start with the Nuggets. They are seven-point underdogs here uh, against the Lakers. We've got a player prop for you, and we'll just start with it. Nikola Jokic, right out of the gate, from no house advantage, 41.5 points plus rebounds plus assists. How are you feeling about Jokic in a very different matchup now against the Lakers? It was, what was it? 41.5. 41.5. Points plus rebounds plus assists. Correct. 42 and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm a little lighter. I've got 40.9. So we're in the ballpark. Let's just talk about Denver right now. What do we think changes for Denver now that they are facing the Lakers? I think that it's a tougher matchup for Jokic. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I think just is. Um, so I think that you, you probably get a more even distribution between the offense between Jokic, you know, kind of dominating games and, and Murray. Um, I, you know, I, I think the Lakers are just a good defensive team. So it's not like, it's, it's not like the Utah series where I don't expect them to have an answer for Jamal Murray. It's not like last series where I don't expect them to have an answer for Nikola Jokic. I think that they can slow down either one. Um, so I, I think you're going to see more, more even production from them. Um, not not to say that, you know, they, they can't both still get there. It's like, obviously, Jokic and, and Murray are going to lead the team in, in usage and, and be the most productive players out there. But I, I do think it's a tougher matchup for Jokic. Jokic right now is 16,500 in the captain spot on DraftKings. Jamal Murray, 15,000. Do you have a preference between the two from that perspective? Um, I... They're still they're still pretty close. I would, I would still lean toward Jokic. Okay. Yeah, I, I have a slight lean toward Jokic as well. Um, need to update this spreadsheet a little bit. You, okay, group. 
So I did run my sim um, before I got started today. Nikola Jokic coming up as uh, one of my top captains, but definitely behind LeBron and AD. We'll touch on the Lakers in a little bit. Is there the, any? Uh, Go ahead. Uh, um, so obviously, you know, you don't want to put too much stock into it, but I was, I was just curious. Jokic played against the Lakers or played against Anthony Davis four times this season, only averaged 1.19 DraftKings points per minute. Yeah, not not great. Not great at all. Um, Jamal Murray in two of the four games. Jamal Murray, very uh, boomer bust in those four games. 27 and 18.3 DraftKings points in two of them. 52.8 and 41.3 in the other two. Are you expecting any major lineup changes for the Nuggets? For the Nuggets, no. Okay. Um, same starters, same sort of run for Millsap. Is this a spot where you think we see, like, do we get more Tory Craig or is he not going to be big enough for this spot? I wouldn't think more Craig. I mean, Grant's still going to play a ton of minutes. Right. That's sort of what I mean. Like, Tory Craig isn't big enough to pick up that assignment on LeBron enough, is he? I wouldn't think so. Okay. Um, Does Porter play more, do you think? I can't imagine. It, this is like they just throw him in a pick and roll over and over and over again, right? Like LeBron more than anybody knows exactly what it is to pick the worst defender on the other team and just run him into the ground in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, my thinking is just that they're probably going to be down. Um, I mean, if they can find, if they can find a way to just keep that from happening, like the, the one thing that I think would benefit Porter is the Lakers don't have, wings that score outside of LeBron obviously but like it's not like you have a Paul George out there alongside LeBron like you have Danny Green and KCP and you know Kuzma's not really been playing yeah so if Denver could find a way to just avoid Porter getting caught in pick and roll like there at least are guys that he can just kind of hide on on Denver on on the Lakers I don't think that he's going to be avoiding that and I think it's a bad spot for him on the other end, just because Denver doesn't really have someone that LeBron has to worry about. And when Porter comes on, LeBron can just be like, I got this. Yeah. Like, I don't think that LeBron's going to sweat that at all. And when Michael Porter Jr. is not on the floor, like who is LeBron James guarding? Nobody. He's just playing free safety, right? Like he, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Murray. It's not going to be Jokic. So then we're talking about him guarding Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, or Jeremy Grant. So, like, he's going to be able to conserve his energy. I think Porter gets a steady dose of LeBron if LeBron's on the floor, at which point I think that goes poorly for Michael Porter. And it definitely goes poorly on the other end. Remember, like, a year or two ago when everyone said LeBron was a terrible defender? No, he's just, uh, you know, like, lazy in the regular season about it, which is what he should be. I think it was also if I it was like when he was on the Cavs and like every other player on his team was a terrible defender. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't all that great when it was four other dudes that were terrible and he knew that he was going to have to play 44 minutes a game for 20 plus straight games in the playoffs to even have a shot. Yeah, it's fine. He's a fantastic defender in any situation where he needs to be. I mean, maybe not fantastic any longer. He, he is you know, 35 or whatever, but he's still like an asset, <laughs> that's for sure. I think it's a bad spot for Porter. I just don't know where how he gets on the floor and like gets his. I think it's a bad series just in general for Denver. 
clearly a bunch of bigs to throw at Jokic. I mean, you can, whether that's JaVale or Dwight Howard, which I guess we'll get to in a little bit. I mean, Jamal Murray is going to get a steady diet of, I would imagine, KCP. Yeah, the more we talk through this game, the more I dislike my original take about this being a good series. I'm just not entirely sure what Denver does to win. Right. They don't have enough offensive firepower elsewhere. As weird as this sounds, like this is a series where I think they really miss Will Barton, um, which is not something that most people will ever speak out loud, <laughs> except maybe Will Barton. Um, do you like any of the the rest of Denver? Like, I can't imagine you wanting to go to anybody other than Jokic or Murray from a captain perspective. How do you feel about the rest of these guys just if you need, like, flex plays? <laughs> not very good. They're, they're not cheap either. No. I mean, Gary Harris is 7,600, Grant 64. I was kind of hoping one of those guys would be like 5K or something. You know, Millsap's 58. I, I guess, I mean, 2,800 Monte Morris, you can take a shot on. Like, I'd rather take a shot on that than, than Torrey Craig at 24. Maybe take a shot at a, like, $1,800 Mason Plumley. Just hope you'll get some foul trouble. But yeah. um, It's a good spot for Mason Plumley in that he can come on anytime that one of the real centers is on the floor, and it's right. it's not going to be a huge issue. I mean, it's going to be an issue because Jokic is better than him, but it's do you not think, going to be an did, issue. Do we, get, do we get Jokic plus Plumlee lineups in the series? Probably. I think that's actually pretty likely. Yeah. Anytime that one of Dwight or JaVale is on the floor, I, I don't think it's outlandish to think that Mason Plumlee plays a couple minutes. I mean, I, I wouldn't project, what, more than like four? Total. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'll do it. At, I don't think... I could see maybe later in the series, if the series is going poorly, they start to do it more just as like a, we need something different kind of thing. I don't think their plan starting out will be to run them alongside each other a lot, but you know, last year they did run that even against smaller teams and it worked. Um, So, you know, it wouldn't be surprising if as the series goes on, they just say, okay, screw this. Like, you know, Millsap's not playing a lot. Porter's still not getting on the floor. Like, we're running this lineup, but um, starting out, I agree. Like you're, you're probably talking, you know, four to six minutes of them alongside each other. Yeah. I would say like, if you went Jokic 38, Mason Plumlee 12 today, I think that's pretty reasonable. Right. Um, yeah. I don't, it's really hard to like these guys uh, outside of the Jokic Murray combo. Like who is your favorite nugget today? That isn't Jokic or Murray. Plumlee. <laughs> I mean, that's terrifying. It really is. Yeah, I mean that that was kind of a half serious answer. Like, obviously, my favorite, my next favorite guy isn't someone that I think plays like twelve ish minutes. But at the same time, I don't like the pricing on any of these other guys. Like, once you get beyond Porter and, and Jokic, it's basically just me praying that you get one of these guys off the bench that are really cheap, whether that's Morris or, or Plumley, to just get into a few extra minutes. I mean, we have ownership for the showdown slate. Let me refresh my table here and uh, we'll take a look at it because that's more so than anything else. uh, Like that's the place where you can try to get at least a little bit of difference for the public. So for right now, uh, Plumlee at 20, Torrey Craig, 25, Monty Morris, 20, uh, Millsap, 18, 5,800, Jeremy Grant, 15, Gary Harris, five. Gary Harris is 7,600 in the flex spot. Yeah, that's that's tough. And, and I mean, Porter is getting like no ownership. So my first thought was like, okay, it, it's still Porter. Like we could be wrong and he can play more. But he's 8,400. Yeah. yeah, there's not, I don't think there's a lot of paths to success here. Yeah. 
And that's the other thing with Porter too. Um, you and you saw it, you know, and, and obviously I was rostering him a lot. There was, you know, only so many options during that that Clippers series. But there's so much talk about you know him being a really good offensive player, and, and he is. But he's still the third option when he's out there, and that that was kind of the thing. It was really easy to get excited about him whenever it seemed like he was going to get more minutes in that Clippers series. But you kind of had to contain that excitement because you're still talking about like a 20% usage guy that you're just hoping gets more than like 18 minutes. This is a really, really rough spot to roster Nuggets. And then now they're just going to come out and like win game one on the back of Gary Harris and Monty Morris or something stupid. I, I, I really don't. Like, if I'm going to Nuggets, I'm going all the way down and hoping that I get the guy that gets the increased minutes, whether that's, that's Morris, Corey Craig, or Mason Plumley. Yep, same spot. Because right now, Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Paul, Mills, Paul Millsap are too expensive for this game. Any issue? Like, do you have any issues going to Jokic and Murray at the captain spot? or like Issues, where do you... no. Legitimate concerns, yes. Sure. Yeah, I mean... I th- I'm assuming you and I are on the same page that LeBron and AD are firmly ahead of both of them. Yep. Okay. I don't have much else to touch on from the Nuggets side of this. Me neither. It will be nice to see a new series, that's for sure. Um, I don't have much to read into it, though. I think the Mason Plumley bit about them potentially playing alongside each other is a good piece to think about. Guys, we have a jam-packed schedule today. Buckle up for this one. Obviously, we're at, we have this show. You're listening to it right now. We're on it. 10 a.m., MLB Strategy Show with Jason and Greg. 11 a.m., NFL Strategy Show, myself and Alex Baker talking lineup construction for the NFL. Noon, Matt and Kyle are doing a start-sit show. 2.30 Eastern Time, Ben and Julian are doing a betting show. 6 o'clock tonight, Jason, Jeff, and Terry, MLB Live Before Lock. And then 8.15 tonight, myself and Rinpak, round two. We did live before lock last night. We're doing it again. This game tips off at 9 o'clock, so we're going to go live about 8.15, give you guys 45 minutes on Nuggets and Lakers. So that's six more shows live today on the Osmo.com channel. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. Subscribe to our podcast feed as well. We have individual sport podcast feeds. Uh, you can subscribe to whatever you want there or get the, the whole shebang in one, but Make sure you're subscribing to everything we've got because it's just a ton of content. Let's dive into some Lakers. Uh, LeBron James, 17-4 at the captain spot. Anthony Davis, 16-2. Essentially the same ownership. They're both, you know, low 20s. Do you have a preference between LeBron and uh, AD? I haven't projected really, really close. So um, if the ownership's about the same, I'll just take the cheaper one, which in this case is Davis. We are on the same page. I would take a slight lean towards AD, but it's not really all that important to distinguish. I think they're pretty clearly the two best options. This is a unique game in that so much of the fantasy production comes from essentially four people that there really isn't, unless you know that Michael Porter Jr. is going to play like 32 minutes, there's not really like super viable, obvious options. Everybody does everything, just those four guys. Yeah, I didn't realize at first you were including the Denver guys. I was trying to track who the hell the fourth guy on the Lakers was. No, no, just LeBron, AD, Murray, Jokic. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty hard for one of those four guys to not be the overwhelming leading scorer. I don't think it's even possible that someone else could be the leading scorer in this game. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Lakers strategy. Do you think JaVale McGee goes back to the starting lineup? Yep. 
Okay, so do I. Do you think they dust off Dwight Howard? Yep. Okay. So what do you think from a minutes perspective here? I gave JaVale 12. I gave Dwight 8. So that's the that, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if you go back and look at the Portland series, so, you know, like Matt, matchup-wise in the front court, it's pretty similar. You're talking, you know, Nurkic playing 40 minutes, Jokic playing 40 minutes. You were getting, you know, 13, 14 minutes from McGee. You were getting mid-teens, the upper teens from Dwight. The thing that is different is that Rajon Rondo is back. So I think that Markeith Morris kind of gets kicked to the curb for this series. Okay. Um, I think so, too. I think Rondo still gets his minutes. It's just a matter of is Rondo still getting 28? You know, is he playing upper 20s or is he back to like 22, 23? And is Caruso playing 22 to 24 or is Caruso coming back to like 16 to 18? I gave Caruso 24. I gave Rondo 24. And not really like super comfortable here. (laughs) I gave Markeith Moore 16. Oh, see, I'm I'm going lower than that on Keith. Okay. Well, then I'm assuming you gave Rondo or Caruso more. Um, I think I'm going to go like 26 Rondo, 24 Caruso. I'm just going to give some of those Keith minutes to McGee and Dwight. Shit. My earbuds cut out, so I don't know what you're saying, but I definitely know that you were talking. I can tell that you can still hear me uh, just based on the reaction of your face. But for right now, I hear absolutely nothing. Okay, so. Yeah, nothing. All right, well, I guess I'll just keep talking until you figure it out. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, so I I was saying. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. So I I was saying that I, I, I think some of those Keith minutes go to Dwight and McGee. Okay. What do you have for KCP? Well, all right, let's just go through it. I've got AD and LeBron both at 38. Right. Uh, Rondo, 24. Kuzma, 24. Caruso, 24. Rondo, KCP. 24. Kuzma, yeah, those all. I'll, I think I'm going to go like 26 for Rondo. That's fair. Uh, KCP, 30. 28, but yeah. Danny Green, 26. JaVale 12, Keefe 16, Dwight 8. Yeah, see, I, I'm going to go probably closer to like 6-ish on Keefe and then go like 13 McGee, 15 Dwight or something. Okay, so you think D- Dwight is going to get back to his normal run. That, that's the I, I, real takeaway from all of this. I think the front court's going to look going to look similar to the Portland series, not the Houston series. That makes me so nervous. Also, we do want to point this out. I don't know how this is the case. Dwight Howard is 3,400 on the showdown slate tonight. JaVale McGee is 2K. That's, That's cheap. I mean, like JaVale has to... We have JaVale at 25% ownership. We have Dwight at 7. If JaVale McGee is starting at 2K, he's going to be really hard to not play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they pinch Keith as well. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised for it to not happen in game one. As like a mini reward for the previous series. Yeah, maybe. I mean... But I do think that, look, ultimately, I think McGee and Howard are both back on the floor for 20-ish plus minutes yeah. in some combination. 
Who okay? So who do you think is most likely to get pinched if it happens? Like I know we're saying it's Markeith, but like, do you think there's a scenario where Dwight doesn't play? I mean, he's been off for a series. Yeah, I mean, a scenario, sure. Like they could just say, okay, we're just going to play small with our second unit and, and keep playing Keith. Like they definitely could do that. But based on the information we have now, we have Vogel suggesting that McGee's going to be back in the starting lineup, and we have a series against a similar front court with Nurkic where they played the same way they had in the regular season with McGee and Howard. And then we have a series against a bunch of wings where of course they went with Keith. Man, it's so hard to want to go to Denver. Like KCP at three K KCP is cheaper than Dwight Howard. I mean, I think KCP might be the best play on the slate. I know that sounds ridiculous, but for 3000, like he's the one guy I expect to just be out there because of Jamal Murray. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm trying you so to rarely see guys at that price tag be guys that I expect to get that kind of minutes. Yeah, the pricing on the Lakers is it was the same in the Houston series. Like they've just been so cheap. Yeah, like Jeremy Grant is sixty four hundred. Is he all that different than KCP? No, they're they're very similar. Um, so the the tweet from Bill Orem, who is a Lakers writer for the Athletic said Frank Vogel strongly hinting that the Lakers will start big against the Nuggets saying they will quote return to form with how they play to me that right. probably extent and again you're reading into one tweet from a beat writer but that makes it sound like to me McGee and Howard like just he didn't say like we're going back to the same starting line he said we're going back to playing how we normally play basically I'm really interested in the rec- in the the difference between Caruso and Markeith Morris here. That that mean? wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Caruso's minutes get dialed back for Keith. Like, what's the what do you gain of having Caruso on the floor if KCP is out there? Ball handling. I guess is that really what you're looking for? I mean, here? it's been what they've done the entire season. This doesn't strike me as like a ball handling series. I mean, you have though. Rondo now, so it does make Russo more expendable. Right. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Markeith not take the, the giant hit and, and, it go, and it go to Caruso. Caruso 4K right now. I think that price looks fine. But right now, I mean, I'm looking way more at KCP and JaVale than I am anybody else from the Lakers outside of LeBron and AD, obviously. Um, do we have anything else we want to touch on from the late? I mean, are you expecting Rondo to like turn back into a pumpkin? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting like, you know, mid to upper twenties still from him. I, I do think that he, in the scenario you were just talking about where, you know, one of the ball handlers gets pinched and Keith still plays, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. I would expect that Rondo is ahead of Caruso. Yeah, I agree. He played too well in the previous series for him to now lose his minutes to Caruso. That would, I would be shocked. He would have to go out there and lay some serious eggs, which uh, he can do. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've seen it happen. Uh, is, is there any role for Kyle Kuzma in this series? Torching Michael Porter Jr. for the 16 minutes they play against each other. Yeah. 5% ownership on Kuzma right now at 7k. The price tag's really unappealing. The ownership is nice. Yeah. Uh, like he, he, 
I don't know why at, he's on the Lakers. I don't understand. Yeah. Why, like, how is that not the guy you trade during the middle of the season to get someone that actually fits this team? When you look at the, the guys toward the bottom in, in ownership projection, you know, it's Porter, Harris, Kuzma, Dwight, Keith, Grant. The only, I mean, Dwight, obviously, if he gets the minutes, can win a slate. But yeah. the two guys down there that, like, offensively could just take over a game, you know, one out of 100 times or whatever and win a slate or Kuzma and Porter. Kuzma being 1,400 less than Porter. I mean, from that standpoint, on a showdown slate, there is some appeal there. You, you're understanding that it's not going to happen often, that the most likely outcome is that he disappoints. But he at least has the ability to get hot. Whereas you know, it's with Grant and, and Gary Harris, it's uh, a lot less likely. Yeah. I have Porter, Gary Harris and Kuzma all projected basically the same 20 to 21 fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, man, it's getting to Michael Porter jr. Tonight is really, really hard. Yeah. If you were the same price as Kuzma, then it would be like, okay, like I'll just, you know, rotate some of both of them in and hope that they not on their first couple of threes and, and get a few extra minutes. But um, you're paying for Porter, whereas Kuzma, you're still overpaying because his median projection sucks, but it's at least low enough where, like, like Porter at his salary has to get hot and then has to get substantial extra minutes while staying hot yeah. for you to be happy that you rostered him. Kuzma kind of just has to get hot for like four minutes and right. you'll be okay. LeBron, Jokic, AD, Murray. Whether it's captain spot or flex spot. How many of the main four guys are in the winning lineup on DraftKings tonight? God, it's tough because the value is so bad. Um, at least two? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the like if you set the line at two and a half, I think it becomes a really difficult decision. Yeah, because you, you have to think about it both ways. To get multiple ones into a lineup, you have to roster some questionable value, but every spot in the lineup that isn't occupied by one of them is occupied by a questionable value. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not like there's a mid range here that you, that you're really, that you're like, Oh, I'll just play these guys instead. Um, like if, if you just don't roster Davis and Jokic and, and Murray, you're rostering guys that suck. So I don't know, like my, my top projected lineups have. I, I think it's two. gotta be two. I don't think it's feasible for it to be three. Yeah. It's they pretty much all have two. Yeah. So then trying to figure out who the other four are is like, you just, you, we're going to need to get one of those low ownership guys. Correct. Porter, Harris, Kuzma, we'll even include Dwight in this case. One of those guys is going to be the guy that does the thing today that has the low ownership. That's what gets really crazy because it is, you're going to create like really ugly lineups having to get to those guys for leverage. That's miserable. Absolutely miserable. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to touch on from the Lakers? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Can get all four with KCP and McGee. I don't think that's true. All right, so we'll put Jamal Murray at captain and then... Jokic, LeBron, AD, that's 53,400. So, I was going to say, like, if that's true, that's the lineup that everyone is going to play. And like, Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely can't get all four. What do you put, like, KCP at captain? 
then you probably lose. I mean, 49-9 with KCP at captain. That's not... No, I'm good. Because one of those four, main four guys are want to disappoint here. I, I couldn't... I would want... I would want to, Would you think about setting a group of max three, or do you think it wouldn't even matter? Yeah, I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. Just like, I wouldn't want a lot of those... I mean, KCP would have to go absolutely bananas. <laughs> Man, what a slate. Who wins game one? Lakers. Yeah, I'm, I'm backing off my take from the beginning of the show as we talked through it. It's a really bad spot. I'm so excited to watch this. I just wish it didn't start at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Maybe I'll see the opening too. And that's just because I'll be on a show all the way up until nine, but that'll do it. That'll do it. Guys, if you have any questions, get them in now. We can take a question or two uh, if you have one, but then Adam and I are going to get out of here because that is the end of this show. Let's see. Do we have any questions coming in? Do, do, do. I mean, El Negro Loco hit it. So lock in LeBron or AD in the MVP and let it ride. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That'll do it. That'll do it. Let's wrap it up. Guys, thank you for joining us. As I mentioned before, tons of content going on today. You want to be watching the Osmo.com YouTube channel. And hit that thumbs up. A hundred of you in here. Only 23 likes. Let's bump that number up. Thank you for being here. Best of luck on this lovely game one of the Western Conference Finals. We will talk to you later. Adios, everybody. Adios.